It took Carrie a second to emerge from his other world, lifting his pencil off the page and turning from his desk. His broad shoulders and messy dark head were framed by sketches of their family and scenes from his graphic novel papering the walls and ceiling around him. Kurt's coming over, John said breathlessly. I'm going to clean and I need you to shop. Can you get us drinks and snacks and then, like, make yourself scarce tonight? Carrie's face opened in a slow smile. No shit. Yeah, you got it. Laundry, dishes, and mopping the floors took most of the afternoon. Carrie returned loaded down with grocery bags in a suspiciously large brown paper-wrapped package. Did you buy flowers? John said incredulously. Carrie gave him a crinkly-eyed look. Maybe. They're for the house. John unwrapped the blooms. Alstromeria and sunflowers and fall foliage, the sharp green fragrance making him feel lighter than ever. Carrie slid one blushing pink rose out of the bunch. This one's for me. John shot him a look. Plants tonight? Carrie put the rose between his teeth, his grin flashing in his dark beard. Pot calling the kettle much? John's face pinked again. We're barely even friends. We're not doing whatever you're planning on doing tonight. Yet, Carrie laughed his soundless laugh. When Carrie came down, showered and neatly groomed, the floors were gleaming, the flowers were tucked discreetly in a corner of the counter, and there was calming music coming out of the stereo. John looked up from where he was arranging and rearranging the candles in the corner of the room. Maybe he should just clear them away. Was it lame that he was a man who liked candles? Hey, Carrie said, his face serious. John straightened, almost vibrating with tension now with under an hour until Kurt was due to arrive. Carrie walked over and put his arms around him. John felt like his weight grounded him again, and anxiety quieted in his stomach. Just be who you are, Carrie said. Relax. Have fun. You're good, John. He's gonna love you. John took a big breath, feeling like he drew energy from the heels of his feet right up to the top of his head. Thanks, he said, muffled into Carrie's shirt. Carrie drew back, patting him on the top of his head, which made John laugh. See you tomorrow. He waggled his eyebrows suggestively, and John shooed him out the door, laughing a little hysterically. Once he'd showered and changed into clean clothes and made vegan nachos and put them in the oven, there was nothing left to do. His neck and shoulders were tight and aching with tension. He usually did an extended cardio workout and yoga flow on his day off. In the living room, with the stereo sound surrounding him, John inverted himself, stretching his arms out long in front and then setting his forearms on the floor and unfolding his legs into the air. He breathed, feeling his head and neck release with the pull of gravity. "'Am I too early?' a voice drawled softly. John's eyes popped open, seeing Kurt upside down in the kitchen doorway, barefoot and holding the neck of his guitar. He flipped himself right side up, all the blood in his face. "'Hey!' he said breathlessly. I let myself in. Kurt gestured to the back door. His mouth was curled and he checked John with quick sideways glances. Is this why you have no furniture? So you can do headstands? Before John could adequately respond, Kurt had his own feet in the air, his hands walking awkwardly over the floor to try to keep his balance, his eyes laughing upside down at John. He quickly overbalanced and landed flat on his back. John laughed out loud, and Kurt laughed with him. You made that look easy, White. Show me again. John turned his blushing cheek to the side, rubbing his shoulder up to his ear. 
his first impulse was to refuse, to deflect attention from himself. Like this, Kurt was trying again, this time starting from his forearms and trying to kick his legs up in the air like John. Stepping in, John caught his legs before they overbalanced, steadying them in the air. He felt Kurt's breath on his bare toes as he gently drew Kurt's legs to the center of his balance and pointed his feet with his hands. Kurt's thighs brushed his stomach and the other man puffed a laugh. Look, I'm doing it! Oh shit, how do I get down? Quickly, John adjusted his legs, folding them at Kurt's hips and setting his hand against Kurt's lower back to steady him so he could lower his feet to the ground. Kurt's shirt had fallen up around his shoulders, and John felt his smooth, bare skin against his fingers like an electric charge. Kurt sat with his knees sprawled on the ground, his face bright. Now you, he said. Show me how it's really done. John rolled his eyes and then rolled out his shoulders and inverted himself in one fluid movement. He was conscious of his own shirt falling under his shoulders, exposing his stomach. He rolled out and popped back up to his feet. "'Damn,' Kurt said appreciatively. "'Shut up,' John said dryly. "'Yoga is so gay.' "'I love it,' Kurt laughed. John messed his hair back into its, his familiar rumple, still unable to look directly at the other man. Any second now, the conversation was going to dry up, and he wouldn't have anything to say to start it again. "'Are you hungry? I made us vegan nachos.' "'I'm always hungry,' Kurt said. He was cradling his guitar in his lap, his head bent while he tuned the strings. Can I just play what I got so far? John leaned against the wall, pressing his hands against the small of his back. Yeah, I'd like that. When Kurt wasn't looking, he could drink him in, noting the things that were different than he remembered. Kurt's angular shoulder bones, the ragged shape of his haircut like he'd done it himself. Kurt's blue eye gave him one quick glance through his hair before he ducked his head again. His ribcage expanded and he started to sing. A bunch of lines were unfinished and Kurt just hummed the melody he was imagining. The nachos were burning. John fled into the kitchen, yanking open the oven and pulling the smoking tray out and then throwing open the windows. Kurt followed him, his eyes bright. Those look amazing. They look burnt to a crisp, John said. The other man had already helped himself to one of the plates John had laid on the counter and was pulling nacho chunks onto it, hissing and licking his fingers at the heat, but not stopping. Silently, John handed him the flipper to dish himself up. Same for you, Kurt said, shoveling a nacho pile onto the second plate without waiting for an answer. Thanks, John said, and the kitchen fell silent except the sound of Kurt eating at the table and the soft croon of John's music. John picked at his plate for the parts that weren't burnt. After what felt like a painfully long time, he thought to say, So what are you thinking for the song? I want some harmonies, Kurt said immediately, his hands weaving in the air, and I remembered you were a countertenor. John made a soft, dismissive noise. Just go with it, White. Kurt's teeth flashed. I wanted an excuse to see you and try something together. His honesty caught John's breath and disarmed him. He set his plate on the counter, carefully wiping his fingers on the cloth in the sink. I think I'm really bad at this, he said in a low voice. I don't date. I literally don't know how to talk about anything except school and work, and those things are boring. You're not boring, Kurt said. John breathed out, looking aside from him. It was quiet a moment, and then he added his own honesty. 
I have this tiny handful of people I can be my full self with. He combed through his memory of university, wishing that that was an exaggeration. His decision to keep his sexuality to himself had a cost, and he was still paying it. I'm friendly with people in class and my co-workers, but that's like he held his fingers an inch apart. I don't know how to... He set his hands against his body, opening them like they were doors. The way you do. I think you're going to get bored of me really fast. He rubbed the heel of his hand into the socket of his eye. Like you built us up into something I'm not. Kurt lifted his eyes to look around the kitchen and then returned to John's face. Maybe you've picked up that my last year was a dumpster fire? and I'm still a little singed. He brushed a hand over his chest, laughing self-consciously. You and Douglas and this place feel really good, like really peaceful. I don't want more. He paused. Except for those burned nachos, I do want more of those. John laughed softly, dishing him up. He was having to adjust the way he thought about Kurt. He'd appeared to be as full of confidence and swagger at the concert as he'd ever been in high school. As he leaned next to the other man to fill up his plate again, he wanted to stroke his hand over his choppy hair and hear everything. He kept his hands to himself and tried to make small talk instead. It felt like he was pedaling a bike uphill with no grease on the chain. How's working with Gary going? Can't complain, Kurt said. He's fair, he keeps finding us jobs, he doesn't talk much. He probably saved my ass last month, offering me work. He darted John a look. How long have you lived together? Since high school. He got this house a couple years ago, and we fixed it up together. Kurt continued to look genuinely interested. Can you give me the tour? Uh, he'd only clean the bathroom and the main floor, but a tour would pass another 20-minute chunk of time. Sure. Kurt poked his head into every room, noticing and warmly complimenting the little touches that they'd made to showcase the old home's original molding and shapes. John's face heated when they got to his doorway. Dirty laundry was strewn around the floor. Kurt's blue eyes flashed back at him. Yours? John closed the door quickly on the giant, unmade bed. That mattress felt like sleeping on a cloud, and it was one of the few luxuries he permitted himself. Um, yeah... I didn't have time to clean it yet. I've just been hanging on till these days off to see if I was even going to make it. When they got to the basement, Kurt's eyes went wide. What? He jumped onto the sparring floor to feel it bounce. Is this what I think it is? You weren't joking about sparring? His grin was infectious and John smiled back, biting the corner of his mouth. Usually the parts of his life didn't touch. The students at the dojo didn't know Carrie or where he lived. The students in his university classes didn't know he taught jujitsu or practiced yoga, and neither did his co-workers. None of them knew he played guitar or sang. Weirdly, Kurt already knew him better than anyone in his life except Carrie. Kurt danced from foot to foot, waving him onto the raised floor. Show me something. No, John said, almost laughing. I googled it, Kurt said. I know what you can do. Come on, throw me. I want to fly. Ugh, John said. Kurt's happiness was impossible to resist. He stepped up onto the floor and immediately the other man stilled, ready and watching him, his arms out by his sides. 
How about you throw me? John said. Kurt's eyebrows flicked up and worry flashed in his face for the first time. Look, I'll show you how. I'm not breakable. Carrie's thrown me a hundred times. He approached Kurt like they were going to embrace, only without holding his eyes, and the other man let him set his shoulder against his chest. Put your arm here. John threaded it around his shoulder. Grip my other arm here. Kurt's hand clasped his upper arm. Now step forward, right? Kurt put his foot between John's, and John leaned into the move. Bend your left leg and slide. Drop your left hip to the ground. He allowed the momentum of Kurt's fall to throw him onto his back. Done. Nice. Kurt flashed him a grin as he untangled his arms. So close to his face, John was dazzled. The other man jumped back to his feet, not even breathing hard. Again, come on, do me. John sighed, getting to his feet. I'm not supposed to throw beginners. I trust you, White, Kurt said. John made a noise with his tongue. He did love the feel of a satisfying takedown. Settling his weight over his feet, he said, Stay loose, and came at Kurt so quick the other man was flat on his back and John was up again in under a second. Kurt shouted a laugh from the floor. That wasn't even the same thing. It was, John said wryly, just faster. Kurt rolled over and was trying to kick his legs up in a headstand again. So you and Carrie just get to play down here whenever you want? I'm a little jealous. Not so much right now. Our schedules don't match. I'm working. He's sleeping. He's working. I'm sleeping or doing school. Kurt's legs waved wildly and John caught him, setting them into balance. Kurt pointed his toes and then wiggled them in John's face. Why do you work so hard? He asked upside down. Kurt tipped his head, saying slowly, I guess I'd just think I want a family and we would figure it out. They start little, he put his hand around knee height, making a wide-eyed, please, mom, face. A smile tugged John's lips. I know that. You could homeschool. You seem smart. Kurt fell in step beside him. John bumped his shoulder, shoving him a little off balance. First, you have to imagine me having time for a relationship. I have an excellent imagination. Kurt glanced at him, his lips curling, and then raced ahead of him up the stairs. As the sun went down, John lit the candles around the room. Are you hungry? Do you want real food? Kurt looked up from his guitar, notes scattered on the floor around him. He quickly took the pick out of his mouth. Yeah, of course I do. I wasn't sure what time you were staying till, so I didn't plan a meal. I'm free all night, Kurt said, his head bent over the guitar, his fingers flying over a rising melody. John took a soft breath, studying him. He hadn't planned a meal because he'd been unable to imagine that the two of them would still have anything to say to each other after two hours together. He had assumed Kurt would lose interest and bid his farewells, and that John would be content to see him go and have the night to himself like any other Saturday. The ease of being with Kurt surprised him. He hadn't realized how much effort it was to be with straight men, to contain his feelings, to never look too long or touch them, to share only the things about himself that would permit him to continue to belong. After years of rigidly separating the parts of his life, he'd finally managed to find a way to pass without raising suspicion, while still feeling like a whole person when he was at home. He was the real John White at work and school, just the fraction of himself that fit best in those settings. 
but being with Kurt felt natural as breathing. When their arms brushed, when their eyes met, he didn't have to pull away and make sure to be more careful next time. Since he'd moved, moved out of his parents' house, Carrie was the only person he allowed to touch him on a regular basis. And with Kurt in the room, his body felt starved for the warmth of another human that he realized he'd been missing for years. When he opened the fridge to forage for supper, he found that Carrie had outdone himself in shopping for snacks. There was a fruit and cheese tray, there were sparkling non-alcoholic beverages, there was a roast chicken rubbed with herbs. As John laid out the snack feast, Kurt prowled into the kitchen, picking this and that off the trays and popping them in his mouth. He gave an enormous, pleased sigh. You throw the best parties, White. John made a dry noise. Everybody says that. Wow, it must be true. He leaned on the counter next to Kurt, just close enough to feel the heat of his shoulder in the air next to his. The chicken smelled amazing, but he couldn't eat. He had to figure out how to say the thing he'd been thinking about for days. I think I need to answer your question. If I could keep my job safe, would I date? He felt Kurt's eyes on him. The thing is, the only way I can think of to keep my job safe is to contain the gay to, like, here, at my parents' house. And I can't imagine someone who's out, who's weighed that cost and decided it was worth it, being able to come into this little space where I live and be really okay with who I am. John laughed, but it was cracked. And how would I ever find that person if they weren't out enough for me to know they're safe to? He set his hand over his heart, lifting his fingers one by one. Kurt was very quiet, matching his breathing to John's. Honestly, John admitted softly, it's never felt so much like I was giving something up. His breath caught unexpectedly and he turned his face aside, pressing his fingers to the stinging in his nose. As right now when I want to ask you to stay, and I'm already thinking about when my next day off is and we can see each other again, and this is all I have to offer, just being in my house together. Kurt leaned a little closer, setting his hand on the counter next to John's and touching his knuckles with the tips of his first two fingers. Are you asking me out right now, John White? Because if that's what's happening, I'm so here for it. John glared at him, pressing his trembling lips together. Do not mess with me. Tell me you heard what I just said. Kurt went very still, looking at John's face, and then dropped his eyes. He leaned his shoulder into John's and put his hand on his chest, tapping his fingers one by one for each point. You are a beautiful gay man. You have an amazing job being a hero out in the world. You need to pass for a cishet human to do that amazing job. I'm a beautiful gay man. The whole world knows is gay. Heads up that you won't speak to me if we pass on the street. But if I don't care about that, you're inviting me to stay for all this food and I should keep my plans open for next weekend? Did I get that right? Kurt's eyes were tight, watching tears fall out of John's eyes. John's laugh sounded like a sob. Yeah, I'm not asking you out. I'm asking you in. Yes, Kurt said immediately. He took a short breath, his hand pressing his chest like he was bleeding. Yeah, whatever you want. I'm all yours, White, until you get tired of me. His shoulders made a broken shape and he tried to smile. 
It felt like an enormous thing for Kurt to say, and John's forehead wrinkled. He lifted a hand and did what he had longed to do all night, brushing Kurt's hair out of his eyes and tucking it behind his ear. Letting out a soft sigh, Kurt leaned his cheek into John's palm. What else am I going to do with my life? John said quietly. I'm not having a wife and kids. I can't make a family. Work is what I have. You could make a family. This time Kurt did a passable rollout onto his feet, pushing his long hair out of his face. Two daddies adopt a kid that needs a home? John crossed his arms against his chest. No, I'm not doing that to some kid. Doing what? Kurt's voice roughened. John tucked in his chin, choosing his words. Kids bullied the hell out of me for nothing, just because they smelled gay on me. You ever think what they would do to some kid with two dads? 